Hey guys, this is Sari. And this is Sean. And we're the Simpsons siblings. We've been watching The Simpsons since we were kids. And we still watch it. And today we're covering The Twisted World of Marge Simpson, Season 8, Episode 11. Originally aired January 19, 1997. Directed by Chuck Sheets and written by Jennifer Crittenden. And we have our opening chalkboard scene with Bart saying, I am not licensed to do anything. And then we move on to the couch gag where it's the whack-a-mole with the classic Simpsons circus music going in the background. <laughs> and then it closes just perfectly with the mallet hitting Homer on the head. <laughs> Dope. Dope. <laughs> and today we've got guest stars Jack Lemon, who was famous from movies such as Some Like It Hot. And Joe Mangtenga, hopefully pronounced right, as Fat Tony. And here we start out at the Municipal House of Pancakes. The (laughs) M-Hop. And we've got a meeting of the Investorettes, which is a group that we have not heard of before this. And we have not heard about since this episode. Just kind of something they made up for Marge to have a social group. And we have the good old opening with Agnes just saying, Pancakes here stink. And then Lovejoy, she just says, Thank you, Agnes. Let's begin. <laughs> like They're used to her crap. Yeah, just brush it aside. Move on. She has a lot of great one-liners in this episode. And it's interesting because we get to see her separate from Seymour, which you, is something you don't really get to see a lot with Agnes. She's always yelling at Seymour. Seymour, the house is on fire. (laughs) We both jumped to the same line. (laughs) No, mother, it's just the Norman lights. (laughs) (laughs) And they're trying to decide what to invest in, and she goes, "Children are so fat today. Can't we make money off of that?" (laughs) Oh man! And Marge just seems so averse to this idea of investing and yet she joined a group called the investorettes what did she think she was getting into? she's just looking for like friendship in a group that yeah. so much that she's willing to put herself into such an awkward position yeah. for herself where she's just not comfortable at all with the exact line from her these high risk investments are so risky <laughs> okay, okay march and then we get the line, um, you'll get your pancakes in the mail once Marge is kicked out, which uh, I think this is the same season we get the episode, The Cartridge Family, where they get the um, eggs, the complimentary breakfast sent to them by mail. Right. And they just put the eggs in the envelope. And I love, too, the follow-up scene at home when Homer's concerned of, so the pancakes are coming in the mail, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the priority here. And then we also have Homer talking about that this family has nothing to worry about as long as they have my earning power. And mm-hmm. then he jabs the hot dog into his <laughs> eye. <laughs> Tell work I won't be in tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's a great moment. Oh, my gosh, Homer. So then we go to investment fair. And why is there an investment robot? Well, did you see the sign <laughs> on the outside of the building? Huh. It's the Franchise Expo. We can make all of your non-sexual dreams come true. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Oh, so many great signs. Then we get the the people doing their presentation. That moon money is mine. At Roy Smith McCutcheon. (laughs) With 
It sounds like such a specific name that I mm-hmm. looked it up trying to see if he's a reference to anything mm-hmm. or if he maybe is a recurring character later that we just missed. Not much on him, but I did find several Twitter and Facebook accounts as him. And there's like two or three quotes that are used over and over on all the accounts. But they're <laughs> they're very popular accounts, which I, I kind of want to follow them now. It's One of the interesting things about The Simpsons is it seems like every character, no matter how minor, somebody loves them. Right. And they yeah. present them as if they have this rich, diverse background when mm-hmm. they're just a one-time use character. Yep. Oh, and I just love this whole spiel with the picture hanging where they fix it from being crooked and <laughs> – Professional frame nudging. Yes. Not not just moving, just little nudges. Yeah. And who do you think is going to take care of it? Those fat cats in Washington? <laughs> and you'll have the power to answer commonly asked questions such as, who are you and what are you doing here? <laughs> Almost as if you just appeared in someone's living room to fix their pictures. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all you do. And then you ask them for money because you got to make the money back somehow. Oh, my goodness. And, and then we get Disco Stew. With the uh, goldfish in his shoes. And your fish are dead. I can't get them out of there. And then we get Disco Stew's chart of this is a record of disco record sales up to the year ending in 1976. <laughs> if these trends continue, <laughs> it just reminds me of my college textbook, How to Lie Statistics. Just you can make anything look any way you want, depending on how you show the data. Oh, yeah. And if you don't know how to read that data correctly, you can be fooled pretty easily. And, oh, my gosh, it's so ridiculous how the pastor's wife doesn't like that it's Middle Eastern food. And what, what was the line that she said? The, the, oh, from the Middle East? Isn't that area a little iffy? And she does her, <laughs> that hand wobble. And, I mean, Jesus is from there. <laughs> She's the pastor's wife. What the hell? And then they take the whole pita and rename it to a Ben Franklin. Yep. Just to just because. And they call it like the the uh, tzatziki sauce is like flavor sauce or flavor something. Flavor juice or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't understand what cultural appropriation is, just watch that scene and it will make sense. <laughs> Even the grumbling chef in the background that's given a new name. Yeah. The poor guy. All right. And then the uh, pretzel wagon catches Marge's eye. And I just love this pretzel guy. Frank Ormond. Frank Ormond. Very humble guy. Yes. He kind of reminds me of Gil and Ned Flanders mixed together because he's got the well-mannerisms of Ned and the just really desperate to succeed of Gil. He's a sweet guy with the motivation, but it's just getting crushed by the world. Yeah. Poor guy. And he gets this uh, VHS tape kind of explaining how Marge can set up her office. And I love this scene with Homer in the garage door. <laughs> Nothing's really said by either of the characters, but he just kind of cuts them out and he, his head follows the door as it goes down. <laughs> and I love the intro to that VHS tape where he says, if you're like me and have pretzel fever, well, not the one that attacks your intestinal lining. Ha, ha, ha. Let's get started. <laughs> it's like that that all dry laugh and then just cuts and goes to the next sentence. And when I found out that was Jack Lemon, after I didn't find out till after I'd watched the episode and I looked up the stats on it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's Jack Lemon. Oh, my God. Oh, man. And this uh, phony ticker tape parade to avoid littering laws. With oh. Lisa as Space Girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just a random... <laughs> Fake helmet on in the back of their car. 
Obviously, it worked because even Chief Wiggum is there. You know, they're littering everywhere with these flyers, and he's just like, oh, you're back, Space Girl. I just would love to know what story they presented for Space Girl to mm-hmm. make that happen. Mm-hmm. And Homer's official pretzel inspector hat. I'm not going to mince words here. I want that hat. I have some index cards at home. I can tape it to a hat. And yes. My <laughs> Christmas dream. is taken care of. My dream will come true. And then we have Marge bring the pretzel wagon to the nuclear plant. Homer's little spiel here. I, oh, man, Dan Castellaneta giving this line, like he has to act like someone who's not acting well, essentially. Cause, Which it takes talent to sound bad. Yeah. The pretzel wagon way. <laughs> and Lenny's face of just absolute joy at the idea. He's just, he is all in. And then once he gets to the wagon, he just has no idea what to order, even though there's only one item on the menu. Well, did you see, as everyone was walking to the wagon, who was in the background? Yes. Mindy. Mindy. Yep. Which is interesting because, I mean, is Homer just ignoring her completely now because she doesn't really show up at all? Was this after that episode? I forget when the Homer oh, loves shoot. Mindy. Oh, yeah. This was after that. Ep- this was well okay. after, like, three I, seasons. I have a hard time placing, like, where all these episodes are in the timeline of The Simpsons. Yeah. Because I, I always watch them out of order. Yeah, same here. Uh, then the PETA van comes and supersedes Marge's territory. And we get some good exchanges in the window with each of the Investorettes and Marge. Yeah, and just that turning in a brutal competition, just trying to crush each other. Yeah. Oh, and then we've got Cletus's scene with the coupons. Oh, I love this part. <laughs> when he s- says, well, you shouldn't have but didn't have. Yeah, the 300 coupons. <laughs> and if if you listen to Dankmas, I have to suggest you check them out. They are the premier up-and-coming Simpsons remix channel on YouTube. It's D-A-N-K-M-A-S. The Pretzel Raggin remix was part of what wanted made me want to do this episode, and the part with Cletus doing the roll call is done so well in it. Which, speaking of the roll call, what? I have my little index card. Oh, no. Where in case anybody wants the names of all the Spuckler children. Oh, no. I'll even do it in the voice. We've got Tiffany, Heather, <laughs> Cody, Dylan, Dermot. Jordan, Taylor, Brittany, <laughs> Wesley, Rumor, Scout, Cassidy, Zoe, Chloe, Max, Hunter, Kendall, <laughs> Caitlin, Noah, Sasha, Morgan, Kira, Ian, Lauren, Hubert, Phil. <laughs> he does a little laugh at he. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That deserves a standing ovation. <laughs> that is beautiful. And then we also, because I looked up the names to make sure I didn't miss miss any when I was writing them down, mm-hmm. there's some other children that are mentioned in later episodes. They have Condoleezza Marie, <laughs> Rubella Scabies, and Gummy Sue. Gummy Sue. I, I love that one of the kids' name is Cubert. Yes. Just like the, <laughs> the, the 80s video game. Like, Why? And then we have Marge going to the baseball game. She just can't catch a break. She's trying so hard. Oh, yeah. And the whole thing with Mr. Burns winning the car, the one person that does not deserve it, 
Well, it's so obvious because you know the winner is the person in seat zero 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 one. He looks so surprised. Uh huh. But he's so rich that he could buy a thousand of those minivans. Oh and it, yeah. It wouldn't make a dent in it, his pocket. It would barely be anything to him. But he just wants it. Oh yeah. And and here come the pretzels. <laughs> I wonder how many pretzels it would take to knock someone unconscious I don't on know. a field. I don't know. So then uh, we have Marge just kind of given up in the next scene in the kitchen. It's really sad to see her just kind of give up. And Homer provides the line, which is just so Homer. Marge needs help, and God knows I'm not the man to provide it. He just knows he can't do it. <laughs> but he also can't stand to see Marge down like this. Yeah, he cares enough to go seek out help, which, mm-hmm. as we'll see, isn't from the best source. But, yeah. But she's just like that slow collapse on the table that Marge has. Mm-hmm. And then she just says, if you're looking for the butter, it's under my face. <laughs> she's just so sad. And then Homer goes to visit the pretzel wagon founder just to find out that he's dead. <laughs> and what about the next of kin? Oh, he's dead too. <laughs> they were in the same car. Oh, that's so sad. And then Homer, it looks like Homer's looking to a different place for help. He goes to the church. The church sign just says open, which is weird. You expect a gag there, but just yeah, a nice, simple open. Open. And I love the fake out here with Homer talking to the mob and not God at the church. Yeah, that slow camera pan out. Yeah. I told you the ad in the bulletin would pay off. (laughs) All right. Now Marge gets the big orders and is back in business. I just love this stylish montage. That song in the background is called The Lineman, by the way. It's one of those tunes where you know you've heard it before, but you can't tell where (laughs) and i love some of the scenes like the my favorite one is when they remove that little protector table from the pizza box (laughs) and smash it and the the pizza sauce gets all over the customers and they're acting like it's blood oh my freaking out but like just a a classic mafia scene just turned into something goofy and are these even her competition really pizza in the girl scouts i mean it just gets so ridiculous. And and then the pita truck ends up exploding. And Wiggum's, I forget the exact line, but, you know, you want to do like me and kind of jump into the air. Yeah. And then he goes, <laughs> And we've got Fat Tony confronting Homer about returning his favors. And, of course, he doesn't. You mean the mob only did me a favor to get something in return? <laughs> oh, Fat Tony. <laughs> And then Marge gets run off the road by the mafia and is told she has 12 hours to get them their profits. Yeah. I love the whole, you've got 24 hours. (laughs) And just to show we're serious, you've got 12. (laughs) And uh, Marge is determined not to give them the money. And then there's that pretty tense scene where Homer says, well, what are we going to do now? Well, we're going to do what we always do. We make pretzels. And they do. And then they wait. And Marge continues to stand up to them. And I love Homer standing in front of her, sort of, you know, probably subconsciously protective of her. Right. And then we have this little twist. (laughs) (laughs) The mafia is about to go after them, but then the Peter girls show up. They've got their own mafia, the Japanese mafia, the Yakuza. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And 
I love the line, they'll kill you five times before you hit the ground. <laughs> My favorite was Fat Tony's, tell me you get a little squirt. Like, it sounds, it's such a playful and fun, like. It almost sounds improvised. I'm wondering if that line was. Yeah, it, it's, there's almost like a, a laughing, joking tone behind it. Yeah, yeah. I love how an Italian mob versus Yakuza fight is in the middle of a pretzel episode. You would not have seen that coming. But yet when you watch it, it just seems like the natural progression. That's where <laughs> that's where we're at now. That's that's where we've come to. And I love the whole scene with that little guy in the back. He's going to do something, which is such a trope in so many movies that the quiet one always just kind of explodes eventually. Well, I'm trying to remember. Was he? Did he have like his arms crossed yep. where he was just sitting there with his eyes closed? And everyone was kind of fighting around him, but he was just standing still and – they, of course, they go inside, and the minute the door closes, you hear a racket, and Homer just looks so and disappointed. It's like a snap. Yep. <laughs> and then the, the kids come downstairs just wondering what the heck's going on, and Marge goes, oh, kids, it's just a mob war. Just another day in the Simpson household. Yep. And then we end on the line, forgiveness, please, which is... A hundred percent not done in a correct Japanese accent. <laughs> no, but but at least they use that same accent going forward, like they, when you have They do it consistently wrong. Yeah, but yeah. at least they're consistent. <laughs> and isn't that just the Simpsons? <laughs> but if someone were to use that accent like around me, uh -huh. my mind would go straight to the Simpsons. Yeah, you'd be like, mm, it's so unique. that's a Simpsons Japanese accent registered trademark. Oh, man. What what a crazy episode. Well, that's all for the twisted world of Marge Simpson. Thank you so much for listening. Until then, bye, bye everybody. everybody.